0: Many of you will probably recognize Miss Judy Patrick. Uh, her and her husband, Brother David Patrick, they were the Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick, were the pastor here at Chapel Hill for many, many years before Dr. J was here. They were here for a very long time, and um, this afternoon we, as a church, are going to be having that baby shower down at the annex. And again. The stuff doesn't have to be wrapped. You see the needs. You see the picture up there. When you were going through, you saw those clothes on the back. There's needs. And we're blessed here in Tuscaloosa to have a ministry like that that comes alongside young women, young families when they're making decisions that is going to impact them for the rest of their lives. And um, it really does. It saves lives. You You heard Jerry talk about get where God's... Going, the Black will be quote, be where God's at. And God's working. God is doing an, an amazing work. Over in Scripture, I want you to take your Bible. This is God's view on this. Take your Bible and turn over with me to Psalms chapter 30. No, chapter 139. Psalm 139. This is what God, this is how he views life. Life matters. This is how he views those, views those babies. And us and people. It's the babies, but everybody it says, beginning of verse 13, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you, and I was made in secret and skillfully wrought. In the depths of the earth your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me. When as yet there was not one of them. Before every one of us was born God knew us. God molded us. He shaped us. He made us. Life matters to God. Every life is precious. And and we have a opportunity here to um, make sure that that is Being done the best we can here in our area. So be led by the Spirit again when you leave out, pick up one of those little bags. But I want us to pray. I want us to pray for those women. You know, there may be young women, some of you, who knows, some of you may have made a decision like that in the past and you understand what they're going through, situations, whatever. I I don't know. But there's a lot of people right now uh, contemplating abortion. And the Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man does something. Your prayers matter. So I want to encourage you. Let's go to the Lord now in prayer and intercede on behalf of those. Father God, here we are. Another army coming before you this morning. Simply, as humbly as we know how, asking God that you would bless this ministry. God, thank you for the work that they're doing, for the volunteers, for the staff, for... uh, God, those that are giving of themselves, Lord, as they're invested into the lives of others. God, I, I pray for the young women. I pray for the, the mothers, young, soon-to-be mothers, God, as they are thinking, laying there, Lord, wondering, probably being give, uh, probably receiving false information from others, God, and it seems like the abortion is the only way. God, we pray right now. God, we know that you desire, God, you see those mothers. You see that unborn child inside of them. Your scripture tells us that you saw our unformed substance in our bodies, in our mama's bodies, Lord. You saw us be put together and you wove us together in the deep, deep secret parts, Lord. I praise you for that. God, please stop many. Please intercede in the lives of many, Lord. Help them see that there's, there's a better way. God, there's a better way. Please do that, Lord, please. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Um, you would have to be under a rock if you did not know what all was going on in the world right now with uh, Russia invading the Ukraine and just horrific sigh of images that we're seeing come across our TV screens. You see the rockets. You see the burning tanks. And you see... Families, just like us, I mean, it's just like us, those of you with young kids and those of you with large families, they're, imagine oh, imagine being attacked and us having to go stay in the subway tunnels and stay, just hide at night. You go through and late in the evening you start cutting lights out so that they don't see you and maybe you won't be a target or something. And and just the, the missiles that are being launched from hundreds of miles away just being sent into Very, very populated places. On the other side of the world, there are Ukrainian Christians. There are Christians all over there. There's Russian Christians. There's Ukrainian Christians. Here's the deal. They're just like us. Remember, we've read through Scripture there in the beginning of Genesis to the Tower of Babel, and God scatters the language. He scatters the people all over the place. They are human beings just like us, and they're believers just like us. I have many friends who have gone on uh, mission trips to the Ukraine. They, they, you see the images of the Christians and the churches that are praying there in the Ukraine, and they're praying that the Spirit of God would move across that land and change the hearts and the lives of people. See, life matters, not just the unborn, but the ones that are in the world today. Your life matters you know, you may not have been told that lately. Your life matters. God knows what He is doing in your world right there. He sees you. He's, he's aware of it. He knows. And your life matters. He loves you. He loves you a lot. this, At this time, I want us to pray. I want us to pray for those in Ukraine. We, You know, they're on the other side of the world. And they're asleep right now. But you know, they're not getting a good night's sleep. You know that. Sirens are going off. And, and gunfire. They're... You, imagine, just really imagine, we would have had to go gone and, and and we would have gotten our guns and we would have been in the streets fighting. We'd be looking for ammunition and we would be doing all of that. And, you know, it seems all cool and fun and everything until it actually happens. And that hot metal comes through you pretty quick and it it it's bad. And those explosions and those bombs, it's really bad. And those believers, those are Christians, those are our brothers and our sisters. And I want us to pray for them right now. Father God, we come to you right now. On behalf of people we won't see on this side of eternity, probably. But God, one of these days there'll be a choir, there'll be a massive choir. There'll be a massive presence there in your throne room. And God, your word tells us every tribe, tongue, and nation will be assembled there. Those that surrendered those that trusted those that put their faith in Christ Jesus will all be there and Lord it doesn't matter the language it doesn't matter where we're on this earth Lord it does not matter if you're eastern or western hemisphere God it does not matter which continent we are on God it only matters what you did with Jesus and Lord many many believers right now God are suffering And Lord, we pray for their protection. We pray for their healing. We pray, God, for your hand to be upon them. We pray, God, that you would intercede as only you can. God, you are good and worthy of praise. And we we who are here, and Lord, the temperature is perfect. The pews are soft. Everything is great. Lunch is waiting on us. God, we have no problems. But Lord, we can pray for those that are suffering right now. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. As we pray, help us as we pray for them, God, not just now on a Sunday morning at this time, but Lord, help us as we see those images, as we look on Facebook and as we're thumbing through and as the news shows us and we read the reports, God, help us to be steadily in prayer for our brothers and our sisters. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to... The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11. Life matters. Life matters to God. We're created in His image. You and I were created in the image of God. And, and there's, not a, there's not an unimportant person that's ever been born. I think that is a key point to remember as we begin this morning. There's not an insignificant birth. Every one of them is important. Every person is, poor, is important. And over in uh, Matthew chapter 11, there's a verse that many go to in time of crises. It's a verse that we go to when things are difficult in life. And, and, and we often take it out of context, as we often do. Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Imagine in a time of crisis, imagine a time of uh, great uncertainty this verse coming to you lord jesus come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and we read that and we say jesus i but but here's the thing we can't separate we can't We can put our trust in him and we can believe in him, but we're still in the moment. We're still, the pain is still real and the fear is still real and the moment is still real and life is still real. So, what does this mean? Guys, here's the deal God, life matters, yes, and God desires every person to have a personal relationship with him. God desires every human being on the face of the earth. To come to Him, all who are weary, all, every person, there's there's no exception to the rule. Every human being has to come to Christ for forgiveness, has to come to Christ for, to be made right in God's eyes. Every person stands before God guilty until they're brought Christ, until Christ saves them. Jesus says Himself over in John 14, chapter 6, He says this, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through Me. It is exclusive. And He says, all you who are weary and heavy laden, come to Me and I'll give you rest. Quit trying to do it on your own. Quit trying to work for your salvation. Quit trying to earn your forgiveness. Quit trying to have so much good that outweighs your bad. That's not how it works. What works is we take the yoke of Christ. We take the righteousness of Christ. God made him who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf and on your behalf. And he took our punishment and he nailed it to the cross. He He canceled out the penalties of the rules and the traditions. And he nailed it to a sinner's cross on his son. And in return, what we get when we trust Christ is we get his yoke of righteousness. We get the peace that He has with the Father. We get the relationship that He has with the Father. We get the promise of the Spirit. We get, we get all of Christ. Here's the deal. What profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What does it matter? What's it matter if everything on this earth is good? What's it matter if you don't have no problems? What matters if, if, you, if you're healthy and you've got plenty of money? You know, there could be people sitting in this church this morning that everything is good and you don't see any need of Jesus. I've talked to many people in my day. And I've said, hey, if you died today, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And they're like, I hope so. And you try to share the gospel with them and you try to tell them about Jesus and they say they're not ready. They say, i I still got some things I want to do. i still got some stuff I want to get right in my life. I still want to go live a little bit and I'll settle that when it gets time. You know? Today's the day of salvation. There's a lot of people even in a church like this. There, There's good little Baptist churches all over the place just like this. And they're sitting there and they're like, you know what, I, I, I'm going to trust that Jesus thing. But, but you know what, I'm going to, right now, I'm just, I, I, things are fine. Things are good. It's not good. It's not good. You're an enemy of, of God. You're a rebel. You're, you're lost not fine it's you're 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 carrying the weight of your sin all by yourself and it is appointed unto man once to die and we don't know when that moment is but once we die we face a judgment and at that judgment seat are we carrying that yoke of sin or are we carrying the righteousness of christ You know, go over, go over with me, it's First Timothy, First Timothy 2. I said this morning, we're going to end the sermon this morning, we're going to end the morning with praying for President Vladimir Putin. You're like, what? We're going to pray for his soul. We're going to pray that God would save him. We're going to pray that God would save all of them. Every one of them that does not know know Jesus as Lord and Savior, our hearts desire and prayer to them is for their salvation. Here's what's so easy for us, church. It's so easy for us to say that's out of sight and out of mind and, and, and that doesn't matter. Do you realize that His life matters? And every tyrant, and every dictator, and every murderer, and every every pick a label that we're wanting to name them. And here's the deal, God desires for every one of them to come to know Him as Lord and Savior because He deserves their praise. He deserves. God is worthy of the of the of the most evil. God is worthy of all of their praise. Not just our praise on a Sunday morning. But God is a jealous God and He's a holy God. And we don't think about it like that all the time. Look at what Scripture says over in 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. He says, first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers. And petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who, listen to what Scripture says, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as much... As God wants every single one of you saved, He wants every single one of them riding up down the road saved too. And He wants every single one of them on the other side of the world, whether you're a Chinese, a Japanese, an Asian, a, a Muslim, pick a, pick a language, pick a title, pick a color, pick a group. God desires every single one of them to come to saving faith in Him. And it's exclusively and only through Christ Jesus. You're not good enough. You don't work for it. It is Christ. Alone. Period. He desires all to be saved. Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus." And guys, you know what's so frustrating? As you've heard, you've, you've heard me a bunch say it, and you probably heard Doctor J say it a lot, and you probably heard Brother Tim say it a lot. And there's people that sit in this very room and have heard preacher after preacher after preacher and you have kicked the can down the road down the road and played the church and checked the church box and you're still not surrendered to Jesus as Lord God don't desire any to perish God wants all God wants your your praise he's worthy of your praise he is He is holy. He is good. Uh, Look over. Look over. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. You know, I've said this a lot. There's a lot of stuff you'll start saying. He says that a lot. Well, maybe you'll listen. It's not rocket science. Which time did you get saved? Was it the first time you heard about Jesus? Second time, fifth time? Maybe it was the was it the was it the thirty second time you went into Sunday school? Was it the fourth youth trip or the eighth revival? Which was it? Isn't it great though that? Isn't it great that God didn't give up on you? Isn't it great that God didn't give up on you? Look over it all. Second Peter three, beginning in verse nine. I read verse nine. The Lord is not slow about his promise. And some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish. But for all to come to repentance, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Let's exchange. I will give you my righteousness. I just need to, you to give me your sinfulness. I need you to give me your life. I need you to surrender your world to me and let me be Lord and Savior of your life. Life matters. Why? Because God says it does. Life's important. Why are those bad? why Why are we... Why are we doing this for unborn babies? Because God values life. Why are we sitting here talking about Putin and, and all these bad people and, and Hitler and Stalin and, and Osama bin Laden? And pick a name. Pick a name. Every single one of those people, here's the deal: God, God desires their worship. God desires their praise. God desires He is holy and worthy of every one of His creations. Giving him what is rightfully his. Man. Man originally created there in the Garden of Eden. To walk in the presence. To walk in the stillness of the day. In the cool of the day. There with the Father. And sin separated man. God desires that worship. He desires that relationship. And sin separates you and me. And every other person on the face of the earth. From God. And only Christ. Only Christ can bring us back into a relationship with Him. Only Christ can bring the worst of the worst. And, and I mentioned earlier about it's a it's a slippery slope to when we start saying, yeah, but but I don't know about Putin. I mean, this guy sitting over here from his from his perch wherever he is and he's, he's asking for missiles to be sent off and fly hundreds of miles and to land into places where kids are and babies are and mamas are these aren't fighters these aren't soldiers these are innocent individuals I, I just don't see why God, God would love that person and I've heard people inside of churches make a statement like this oh they deserve hell that's not what scripture says God doesn't desire any to perish. But for all to come to repentance. See, that's what we want. Our standard, if we're not careful, guys, here's the deal. Our standard is, you know, well, you've got to be something that I agree with. You've got you to live a decent life. You've got to live a halfway good life and God will reward you. That's not biblical. Our standard is, is, is what we think. No, listen, Paul What's the difference in what Putin's doing and what Paul was doing? Rounding them up, throwing them in prison, having them murdered. That's what Paul was doing. Paul, on the road to Damascus, he had gotten letters from the chief counsel, and he was going to get more believers, and he was going to throw them in prison, and he oversaw. Remember when uh, Stephen was stoned, how they threw their coats at the, young, at the feet of a young man named who? Saul. Saul was in hearty agreement with with having Stephen stoned. Putin is in hearty agreement with having innocent people murdered. And look at what God did with Paul. Saul, Paul, look at what God did. Listen, God can save anybody. Here's the deal, if we're not careful, if we're not careful in our judgmental spirit, we'll say, hey, you don't deserve salvation. What if God would have judged the way we judged? There's a lot of people sitting in churches just like this. Every single one of us have a past. Every single one of us. There's not none of us. You know, he didn't find none of us perfect, did he? No, he found us all sinners. He found us all rebels. He found every single one of us doing what we think is right. And you know what? When we were helpless, when we were hopeless at the right time, Christ came. And His Spirit found us. My prayer, guys, this morning, and I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God desires for us as the church. And and listen, there may not be another church in the whole country that's this morning praying for Putin's salvation, but God's laid it on my heart that we can. Listen, here's the deal. God could save the guy. God could change every one of them. He He could save the whole council and all these people. Revival could break out over there. Who in the world knows? Here's the thing. if We... Or to be praying for those people. God's desire. God's desire is for none to perish. God's desire is for every one of them to come to repentance. Why should that not be our desire as well? Our desire, we're to have the mind of Christ. We're to have the heart of Christ. We're to walk as Christ did. And He desires people to not perish but to have everlasting life. Guys, we say life matters. We ain't talking about just beautiful little babies. We're talking about evil tyrants as well. We're not just talking about people that agree with us. We're talking about people that we don't want anywhere near us. We're talking about Christ came for the least of these. Who in the world are we? We don't deserve the blessings we've gotten. It is by grace. It is by His mercy. It is by His goodness that He has lavished it out on us. And we who have much, much is required of us. God's only encourage you to be praying. You're saying the, seeing the same images I see. You're seeing the same things I see. When you see it, praise God. Praise God for the grace He's showing you, the protection and the mercy that He's showing you. Because here's the thing. You know, it could be happening in the western hemisphere just as easy as it's happening over there. I mean, they woke up one morning going to school and going to work and having life and everything was good and boom, it happened. Here we are in the great United States of America. Guys, it's Jesus is our hope, not America. If we're not careful, our loyalties are, 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 are skewed. Our faith is skewed. Our passion is skewed. Our... Our focus is skewed. Don't take your eyes off Christ even in the middle of the storm. Don't take your eyes off Christ even in the middle of whatever you're facing. And as a son or daughter of the King of kings and Lord of lords, we've got brothers and sisters who are suffering. We pray. We've got people who are doing it. We pray for their salvation. We pray that God saves them, that God changes them, that God radically transforms them. That He finds them where He found us. That He finds them where He found us, lost and in desperate need of a Savior. Praise God for salvation. Praise God for Jesus. Praise God for forgiveness. Praise God that He says, hey, all you who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. I was a nine-year-old little boy. Didn't understand it, but I, I was weary and heavy laden, and I needed rest because the ways of this world and the prince and power of this air would have taken me, and he would have blinded me. We had a young person. We had a, a young one come up this morning. She got saved here in Vacation Bible School, and she come forward and wanted to make it public. Her and her family was making it public, and it. Uh, as we was up here talking, I I thought it was Brandon Harbin's little one, their little girl. And um, I made a statement. You know, we celebrate her. We celebrate that family. We celebrate that faithfulness of a mom and daddy pouring into a kid. We, we celebrate the grandparents pouring into those. We don't deserve that. What... What made you and I be born where we were? It's by the grace of God. Those people over there were born over there. They don't have... Imagine, imagine if... Take Putin. Take Putin's mom and daddy. What if, what if their mom and daddy would have poured into him? What if, what if Rob was up here with them? I said, what if, what if godly men and women would have poured into him? What if godly Sunday school teachers would have poured into them? What if... I can't answer that question. I I stand before you this morning. I, I don't know the answers to all of this. But I do know that we're told to pray. I do know that we're not. That God doesn't desire any to perish. No, not one. He desires all to repent and come to salvation. That's what he desires. We're blessed, church. You're blessed. I don't know what you got going on. And I don't care how bad you think it is. You're blessed. I don't care how bad it's hurting right now, or how bad it is at work, or how bad the family and kids are, you're blessed. And ain't no argument you're going to make that can change that. And those of us who have much, much is required. We have the greatest freedom on the face of the earth, we have the greatest resources. We have the greatest abilities, greatest education. We have the greatest all access to Scripture. We have the Spirit of God who indwells us. Much is required of us, church. It's not easy believism. It's a holy standard. It's a holy standard. Father God, we... As your church, we come back before you again and ask right now in the name of Jesus. God, allow your spirit to be so heavy on those regions right now of war. Change the hearts of those men and those leaders. Break their souls. Break their spirit. Show them their desperate need of a Savior. Show them, God, that Jesus, you are their only hope. Who cares if they get more land? Who cares if if they stop NATO? Who cares if they do whatever they're wanting to do? Whatever the purpose, whatever the reasoning behind it, it. More power, more money, more influence. None of that matters. They need you, Lord. They need you right now. Please, Holy Spirit of God, go and break the hearts of many. God, please, we pray for protection over those that are in their path. Lord, show mercy, show grace. God, we can only think about those uh, and not just there, but Lord, this happens every single day. The news isn't just on the ground reporting. It's everywhere. And God, here we are. Here we stand. With so much excess, with so much resources, and with so much goodness. God, don't let us be blinded. Don't let us be blinded by the all of this stuff. God, let us, let us look for you and hunger for you and chase after you. God, What do you want us to be doing? God, how do you want us to be living? Lord, what do you want us to do? God, we can pray. We can pray for salvation. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would save President Putin of Russia and those that are around him. Save his soul, Lord. Please, God, in the name of Jesus. Please, God, in the name of Jesus. We humbly ask in Jesus' name. Amen.